sounds so good. Beer and Psalms Wednesday. This is actually the Logos School Secondary Choir mm. singing at the University of Idaho at the end of the school year this last year. Oh, so wow. beautiful. Yeah. This is their school song. It's Latin. They're speaking in tongues. A little, little, pen <laughs> little, little Pentecostal. But it's Psalm 115. One. There you go. Mm. Hit that. Hit that. Cheers. Cheers to the king. Cheers, Cheers to, the to the king. king. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You got it. Ooh. That sounds really good. It's actually beautiful and hopeful. Not to us, but to your name, mm. Lord be glory. That's a bunch of high school students. That tastes as Woo. good as the beer. Mm. Better. Maybe even better. better. I think even better. Because it's, it's like, going to last forever but, and this beer is just, just a few minutes. <laughs> but it's a taste. It's a taste. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, even though that sounds great, it still doesn't deal with the fact that humanity is dead, actually. Humanity is uh, dead. And it's doomed. In Adam. And uh, <laughs> particularly American humanity is doomed. How do I know that, you might ask? Well, let me present to you three damning pieces of evidence. Exhibit A. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Exhibit uh, Anathema. Stop. If I ever see that, you wearing that, those, that, Gabe, I'm, me and you are fighting. That's a cowboy anathema On site, right okay? there. Uh, On site. Exhibit right. B. Oh, my goodness. Croc High Hills. And look at the price. on. Although they don't have the price. That's $600, just so you guys know that. And this. Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, um, and it opens up trans people wow. to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my line of questioning. Because so we can't talk about it. Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm is denying dangerous. that trans people exist by asking Are you? you if you're talking Are you? about women Are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that the, uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think so. <laughs> so you're denying that trans people exist. And that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you? Absolutely. Or are they also treated like this? Where no, you, no, no. They're, they're told that to they're at, opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time questioning. in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Mm. Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a lot <laughs> I just know. in this exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Doomed, I tell you. Doomed. Her, her you, reasoning's like those crocs. <laughs> this is what it's, I'm all, saying. it's all holy yes. and leaky. Humanity and <laughs> is doomed. This would be a great time for you to grab some Tylenol, bear, whatever you got, any sort of painkillers, or you can grab our Fight, Laugh, Feast magazine. Yeah. I see what you did it there. It relieves pain, I, too. I'm having a hard time jumping from this to the fight. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Drink no, some beer. No, it makes no, it go no, away. No, no, no. I can do this more enthusiastically. Actually, did you see that? Did you hear that? 
This is why you need to subscribe to our Fight, Laugh, <laughs> yeah. Feast magazine. Put on some real cowboy boots. It's a quarterly <laughs> issue that packs a punch like a 21-year Balvini, mm. no ice. Mm. Like or a nice ale. Like nice a Scotch Josh Hawley with no BS. We don't water down our scotch. Why would we water down our theology? Order a yearly subscription for yourself and then send it to that poor woman he was just talking to. Woo. Mm. She uh, doesn't identify as that. Uh, uh, oh, right. Sorry. Cis woman. Birthing person? I don't, I don't know what she is. Uh, all your friends who have been drinking lukewarm evangelical woke Kool-Aid. Every quarter, we promise quality food for the soul, wine for the heart, some Red Bull for turning over tables, and get this. Just plain old truth. <laughs> you know, things yeah. things like, you know, up and down and gravity exists. One plus one equals two. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Every day of the week. And, yeah. and grass is green and boys are boys and girls are girls. Our magazine mm. will include cultural commentary, a psalm of the quarter, recipes for feasting, laughter sprinkled throughout the glossy pages and more. Sign up today at FightLaughFeast.com. Get a subscription to the Fight, Laugh, Feast magazine at FightLaughFeast.com. One more time because I think the people need to know where to go get that. Fight. LaughFeast.com. If you aren't a C-SPAN junkie, you wouldn't know that the Senate held a panel yesterday on a post-Roe America, the legal consequences of the Dobbs decision. There were two pro-life folks there that were invited. Denise Harlow, Harley, I always say her name wrong, Denise Harley from ADF. Alliance for Defending Freedom. That's right. And Heidi McKenzie. Matkins? I'm going to go with Matsky. That too. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> From a pregnancy center in Sacramento, California. And there were three pro-choice advocates who... One was a law professor, which you already heard of. Her name is... Uh, she's from Berkeley, Dr... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I don't see her name here. McNicholas. No, no, no. That's the other lady. She's oh. from St. Louis. Professor Bridges. Professor Bridges. Thank you. you she go. is from Berkeley Law School. That was the black girl. That was the black girl. Who we just the, heard from the, earlier. The yes. croc, I, the I, croc I, theology. I don't think you should assume she's black. The croc philosophy. I might not identify. I, I think that's presumptuous of you. My and fault. then <laughs> McNichols, who is from St. Louis, a Planned Parenthood out there. And then, believe it or not, Lieutenant Governor of Chicago, Illinois. I'm sorry, Illinois, not the it's city. It's Chicago she, rules. But you know what? I don't want to take the place of the mayor. The mayor has her own ground there that she fights for. So. Juliana Stratton. Now that you had enough time to get your medication for the pain relief, or your beer, or your beer, <laughs> yeah, beer's off. No, you're, you're going to need some more medication than just alcohol here. Uh -oh. um, here is Professor Bridges. The painfully obvious point to make is that people with the capacity for pregnancy were not part of the body politic during the period of the nation's history that the majority believes is decisive of the constitutional inquiry. Women could not vote in the country for another half a century after 1868. Because women could not participate in the democratic process, one could reasonably assume that their interests were not reflected in any of the nation's laws, including the criminal laws that the Dobbs majority reads as foreclosing a constitutional right to terminate a pregnancy. Did oh, you hear that? I did. did yeah. you? you know, you know yeah. who also wasn't there was someone who had a broken arm. And redheads. you know, someone redheads weren't there. Hold on, Carter, and play that play that clip again. Largely obese people. Listen very closely. <laughs> Listen very closely. Carter, play that clip again. This is very important. The painfully obvious point to make is that people with the capacity for pregnancy people with were not part of the body politic people. during the period of the nation's history that the majority believes is decisive of the constitutional inquiry. Women cannot vote in the country for women. Notice what she did there. Uh -huh. She's arguing 
birthing people, people, this yeah. this, yeah, right. this kind women. of nuance. That, but when she needs it to work right. for her, yeah. she has to say women because if it's just people, then it doesn't matter. Right. And, right. We, and then the back and forth with Holly, exactly. she's making the whole point. She's like, well, not all birthing people are women. women. Right. Notice she didn't yeah. say birthing people couldn't vote. Right. She didn't say that. She right. needed to make the case clear that it right. was women That's good. who couldn't vote. Now, right. Carter picked that because I had heard this clip before. They do this, though, don't they? They yeah. always want to use, they, they use it to yeah. their benefit. Yeah. And then they use it to punch you. And they use it to punch you, and they use right. both of them. You the, can't have the, it both ways. The other thing to point out here, though, is that it's just not true. Which, <laughs> well, which, which, which the, the, the point that she's making exactly is right. not yeah. true. Um, we are a representative form of government. That's that's just that's what a republic is, yep. which means that people are represented by other people. Yeah, and I don't just because. Of, but you can't speak on behalf of women, Toby. You you just can't. But I what's do. a woman? I don't have a uterus. I I do, and I can. Why not? <laughs> that's exactly. I right. represent my wife. Um, and you you pass uh, your your go ahead. I, I mean, you're hitting it. I mean, this is but this is the way the world works. Yeah. There's always representation. Yeah, and this is specifically how covenants work right. That's right this is i mean if you're a christian you believe in covenant theology because that's what right. you are saying is jesus represented you to god that's right and that's how you got right with him that's, that's right if you don't believe right. that then there, how did some guy dying in palestine impact your life that's yeah. right but the the point is is he represented you he stood in your place yep. and he stood in the place of men and women that's right and birthing people i guess <laughs> <laughs> one of the things they always want to do is talk about the impact of people of color. Notice how they're using black people as a way to kind of get underneath and get some levers on this right. whole thing. Right. People of color, specifically black people, will feel the impact of the court's decision in Dobbs more than any other racial group. You're right. Black people's abortion rate is three to four times white people's abortion rate. <laughs> this is a direct result of black people's higher rate of unintended pregnancy which in turn is due to higher rates of poverty among black people. A frequently cited reason that individuals give for terminating an unintended pregnancy is that they cannot afford to have a child at that time. Thus, the unequal burden of poverty that black people bear renders them more likely to face an unintended pregnancy in the first instance and in the second instance to lack the funds thought necessary to carry the pregnancy to term and raise the child. Pastor, you're As about such, to fall when out. states are permitted <laughs> to use the criminal or civil law to make abortion inaccessible, states render unavailable a service upon which black people disparately rely. Okay. Go ahead, Pastor. You go further. Well, so why, 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 why does she say then, first of all, I want to know, why does poverty cause pregnancy? Right. That's the first part of her argument. She said they, they're, they get, they're more likely to get pregnant because they're impoverished. Impoverished, yeah, right. but then but then she switches it again, yep. playing with it, saying the number one reason given, or one of the highest reasons given for wanting to kill their baby, yeah. is because they can't afford it. Right. Okay, that's fine, but well, not fine, not good, but nevertheless, yeah. but you just switch the terms, right? And what we ought to say is, no, you can't afford to have sex. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Th- that's the that's the missing piece. Right. The missing, like, do we know where pregnancies come from? Yeah, yeah. I mean, do we know where I babies come from? Notice what we've done is we've gotten, you know, it was like we, we we like said we need lots more sex ed. Right. And yeah. now we've gotten to the point where apparently we don't know where babies come from. Well, yeah. think about this too. If it, if her argument is true, this is what you were saying earlier, then why isn't abortion working? Why has it increased the impoverished level of black people? Because abortion for the last 50 years has been right. ha- yeah, do as you that's put a good point. Right. So if, if it's true, it should be bringing black people out should, of poverty. Black people should be rising right. massively out of yeah. poverty because yeah. they're having abortions at a higher rates. rate. They should be more wealthy than white right. people in America right. because they're having but three, tur- three to four. Yeah. But it turns out if you're cutting off limbs, 
you're getting you become less fruitful, yeah. less potent, yep. and less economically prosperous. Yeah. If they're the shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. yeah. This goes back to your point. The world works one particular way. It's a federal setup. Right. You get Christ. He represents you. You get Adam. That's the only two federal heads that you have. In the same way, this if you decide to um, kill your children, you won't get prosper. Prosperity. No, you don't get prosperity from death. We we say this all the time. But the most valuable resource in the whole universe is human beings made in the image of God. There's nothing else in the whole universe more valuable than human beings. And if we're killing, destroying the most valuable resource that God is giving us then we are throwing away prosperity and and fruitfulness. If you want to know what the serpent sounds like, this clip might let you know. Forcing people to continue pregnancies they do not want or cannot bear will cost lives. Forcing people into parenting without passing policies that address childcare costs, paid family leave, or a formula shortage will cost lives. The anti-abortion agenda is anti-life and hypocrisy at its worst. This is this is the sound of the serpent. It flips when you disobey right. God, you don't do things God's way. It flips the order of creation. God, man, creation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now it's all flipped upside down. Right. Right? So now we the the devil and then you and then God. Right? It doesn't work that way. Right. And so this is a reordering of creation where evil is good and good is now evil. Again, I mean underline this the the, the hidden assumption here is that we don't know where babies come from, mm-hmm. or and, how we get, and that yeah. you have to have sex apparently all the time, yeah. right? Well, well, and, what, and also, what, who's what? forcing you to do what? 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 Yeah, I mean, but For, she forcing you will cost a lot. Forcing you, like she keeps using the term "forcing you." Who's forcing anybody to do this stuff? To have sex outside of marriage? To right? You know, that, that, it, yeah, it, that's the assumption is that you're somehow this is something that you have to do. You have to have sex. You have to get yeah. pregnant. And, and therefore... And if, you're forcing me yeah, to th- have a baby if, then. If I can't then... Yeah. Um, you're forcing me to have a baby. End the life yeah. that I brought into the world. Yeah. Uh, that somehow you're being forced into it. Let's go over to clip seven. Let's just skip to the rest of these, Carter. Let's go down to clip seven. What is so special about 1868? And not only that, with uh, the attitude or the approach of originalism, they uh, the justices who take that approach go all the way back to our founding fathers and pretend that they know what our founding fathers meant when they drafted the Constitution. I use the word pretend because who the heck would, should, would, would know what our founding fathers meant? Um, is there any reference to AR-15 rifles in our Constitution? <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> so um, you noted that this is an outcome-based approach to our Constitution, and that is what... Uh, Justice Alito applies. How do we know what they wrote? We don't know what they, know what they wrote. There's we didn't the know what they mean. There's paper. There's document after document of them talking about the Constitution. Yeah, but you weren't there, Gabe. Right. Mm. You have no right. idea to know what they meant. Well, but, I'm not even in the room but, with but, her but, right but, now. But by this standard, you don't know what anyone means. But, but no, but no, what she yeah. did though, right. she act like she knew what they meant. Yeah. AR-15s aren't in there, so they couldn't have meant right. that. Yeah. Right. This is how right. they play. Right. Yeah. They said right. you can't. Know you don't what they know meant, what they mean, but, but I know. I know it didn't what mean they mean. AR-15. It's, it's a power so, yeah. play. Yeah, it's yeah. a power play. I know that it wasn't AR-15. This is a battle for the dictionary. Yeah. And so it is a battle for the dictionary and definitions. And notice this. This is so amazing. They don't have a problem quoting and using their false God to make their point. Yeah. And we have a hard time getting Christians to be able to just 
hey, this is what the Bible says. This is what God requires. Right. Repent right. and obey. Right. And we we won't get Christians to do that, but they have right. no problem saying, they'll you don't know their anything. Bible. Right. But they'll quote yeah. their Bible all day long. Right. Hey, not so long ago, the American dream was alive and well. Employees who worked hard were rewarded, and employers looked for people who could do the job, not for people who had the right political views. Redballoon.work is a job site designed to get us back to what made American businesses successful. Free speech, hard work, and having fun. If you're a free speech employer who wants to hire employees who focus on their work and not identity politics, then post a job on redballoon.work. If you're an employee who's being censored at work or is being forced to comply with the current zeitgeist, mm. post your resume on redballoon.work and look for a new job. Redballoon.work, the job site where free speech is still alive, redballoon.work. Today's psalm is Psalm 115. Cheers. To Cheers the king. To, the king. to the king. I feel bad. Mm. Our audience, nobody else has beers. This feels horrible just drinking this lovely beer in front of everybody. There we go. There's some water out there. Skate folks from Canada. <laughs> he just toasted us with a bottle of Canadian water. Yeah, must be a Baptist. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Psalm 115. This is, uh, as we mentioned earlier, that's the, the Logos School Secondary Choir singing. Oh, come on, crank it. Come on. There we go. There's the harmonies. Boom. Mm. Not unto us, O Lord. Not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Their idols are silver and gold, the mm -hmm. work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Mm. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell mm. not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. Those mm. who make idols become like them. Those who serve them become like them. And what are they like? They have ears, but they can't hear. They have eyes, but they can't see. Hands, but they can't help. Feet, they can't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, this is what you become. The shorthand for this is you become what you worship. Mm. Worship drives reality. This is why in the Gospels, for example, when we see all these blind, deaf, and lame people in the Gospels, remember that? Mm -hmm. We should be thinking that this people is enslaved to idols. Mm. Right? When Jesus yeah. is going through the, the land and he's running into all these blind people, all these lame people, all these deaf people, we should think this is the effect of idols. In fact, um, in... Uh, in Mark's gospel, there's a striking line where Jesus it says he's going through um, all the cities um, and he's going into all their synagogues, driving out yep. demons. That's right. If you wanted to find a demon in Palestine, you went to a synagogue. Mm. The synagogues were full of demons. The synagogues are places where idols were worshipped, even right. though the, the Mosaic law was being read and psalms are being sung. Right. They weren't worshipping the true God. That's why they were so full of blindness, deafness. Like Jamal Bryant's church. Lameness. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Like the dude we reported on yesterday. Now, yeah. we should certainly make room for those, like the blind man in, in uh, John 9 who had not sinned. Remember the disciples said, who sinned, this guy or his parents? And Jesus said, neither in this case. This is for the glory of God. So, yeah, make make room for that. I'm not trying to make a one-to-one -one correlation right. for every single one of these. But all things being equal, worshiping idols gets you deformed. Mm -hmm. Worshiping idols will get you deformed. That's You'll become right. less human. You see less, hear less, understand less, right. do less. But this is not just in mysterious and subtle ways. This is also in open and defiant ways. 
Romans 1 says that when people refuse to worship God as the creator and instead start worshiping some part of the creation, idols, Mm -hmm. then they think they're being wise and sophisticated when they do so, but their foolish hearts are actually being darkened. They think they're wise, but they're actually becoming fools. And then Romans 1 says that God gives them over to all manner of uncleanness, right? They get wrecked. They get messed up. Idolatry leads to STDs. Mm. Idolatry leads to abortions. That's right. Idolatry leads to self-mutilation, cutting, and sex change operations. And croc high heels. Facts. And that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All kinds of perversions. You become, <laughs> you become what you worship. You become like the gods you serve. If you serve the living God who sees, who hears, who acts, yep, right, right? Then you become one who can see, mm-hmm. hear, and act. You become more human. Because we're made in his image, and he's the one who restores that image in us. He restores your soul, and then he begins restoring your life, culminating in the resurrection at the end, where everything is made whole. Never forget that holiness is not unrelated to wholeness. When God is calling us into his holiness, he's actually calling us to wholeness, to become what we were made to be, men and women made in his image, fruitful in every way, just like the God we serve. So how you worship and who you worship flows out into all of life. Faith-filled Protestant worship built the modern West. Mm. Faith-filled Protestant worship built the modern West. Very broadly, if you were just to take a world map and mark all the nations where Protestantism has been dominant, then all the nations where Roman Catholicism and Eastern Orthodoxy have been dominant, and all the nations where paganism has been dominant, you'll get the first world, the second world, and the third world. Yep. Protestants, yeah. first world. <laughs> Very broad. Roman Catholic, right? second world. Roman Catholics third. and Eastern, yeah. Eastern Orthodox confess the triune God yeah. and, and Christ, but they worship idols. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it maims them. It, it, it deforms their yep. cultures. That's right. The Protestant work ethic got its name from something. Yeah. Right? Yep. The Protestant creative and artistic spirit, a big uh, swath of the, of the Renaissance was driven by Protestant artists Uh, and creative thinkers, Protestant explorers, Mm. missions, scientific and medical endeavors built the modern Western world. It certainly wasn't perfect by Mm -hmm. any stretch of the imagination, but it all flowed out of the potency of Protestant worship, worshiping the living God according to his word. When you worship the living God, you get more alive. Mm -hmm. You get more life. Worshiping God in the beauty of holiness as he commands with the Psalms and all of scripture and a simple table in the center is potent for making real humans more fully human. People who can see clearly, communicate well, think clearly, and know how to use their hands and feet potently for good. Amen. Psalm 115. Mm, Pastor, that's really good. Oh, let me find out. While we, while we toast, let me just find out. What are you doing? Oh, you're doing I just say the, the, the psalm starts off. Are you going to do a Hebrew um, lesson again? I was hoping for Hebrew lesson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's actually a little Hebrew lesson. Yeah, yeah. Leave it to game. I'm no Hebrew scholar. So, uh, um, but in the psalm, the psalm starts off with, um, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name give the glory for the sake of your uh, uh, faithfulness, Yeah, which is hesed, which is covenant faithfulness. That's right. And and you so you can't read through the psalm without looking at the covenant promises and the covenant faithfulness That's of right. God. That's right. And then you immediately get into what idol idolatry looks like. Right. And when with idolatry, they have to make it with their own hands. They have to give the idol yeah. 
you know, it's 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 sculpture, it's 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 yeah. shape. Right. And and then they it says in verse eight it says those who make them become like them, those who make, those who form, those who fashion become like them, and so also who trust in them. Right. And in them. So those who make them become like these idols, and those who trust in the idols become That's like right. the idols, right? That's right. But then immediately in verse nine it says, O Israel, trust in the Lord. So, so we our response is to trust in the Lord, and then it says multiple times in the following verses, it says, the Lord gives you increase. Right. So those who give idols shape, those who make idols yep. are, are playing God, but instead the response should be trust in God and let God give. Let God make right. you right. into the whole person that you need to be, the, whole, right. the holiness of God. Right. And it says the Lord gives you increase, and then also, uh, later on it says, um, uh, but the earth he has given you to the children of men. So we, instead of us giving the idols form and shape, we trust in God and God gives us right. the world. We receive from we him. We receive from him. Right. right. What's so, the, what was the Greek and Hebrew that you found? Uh, well, the, you said hesed. Hesed. Oh, okay. Hesed is a Hebrew he word. It's actually he, the chesed. <laughs> oh. Chesed. He's going to tell to us pronounce how to pronounce it. it. To pronounce yeah. it rightly. <laughs> He's telling us how to pronounce it. How that's, to pronounce the Hebrew words. That's, that's, that's awful, Toby. That's awful. Leave it the game. He's getting excited. I almost over it. There we go. You know, one of the things I want to encourage yeah. us to do too, as well, like one of the things we'll talk about it after on the backstage because we didn't get to all the clips. There's like six or seven other clips. Yeah. So get ready. Okay. Right. But one of the things is that we need to make sure that when we're fighting idols, we're in a wizard battle right now. A duels mm -hmm. going on. We need yeah. to make sure that when we're fighting idols, we're not fighting idols with idols. Mm -hmm. Right. That is a bad move. And right now, conservatives are fighting idols with idols. Right. They'll see the idol up here, and then they'll bring in give, American give values. Give me an example. They'll bring in American values. Oh, American values. They'll, they'll bring yeah, in yeah. that we've always yeah. saw it. This traditional, right. traditional values. History background. You right know? now, when people are arguing yeah. about Roe v. Wade, they say, "Well, our history is all here. This right. is all the history." No, no, no. Right. God has said, "This is how we operate." Right. Lord Jesus Christ died for this world. Yeah. He was buried. He raised from the dead, and He is given a, a law that you need to follow. Right. This is God's world, like, like Tom Maskell says, and He gets to make the rules. Right. Not yeah. only that, He has made the rules, and you know those right. rules. He's given you ten of them. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is where you need to bend your knee and obey. Not just American history. That right. comes third, fourth down the road. God has said. And this is how you need to operate. And when right. we're not operating that way and we're saying, hey, we have traditional American values, we have made that an idol unto ourselves. Another related one would be any place where people are saying um, we can be neutral. Right. That's if, if another idol. If there's some kind of neutrality. This is some place right. where, well, you know, we, we just you know, have this sort of common held values. Yeah. But we're not, we're not going to name any God. We're not going to name the Christian God. That's we're right. not going to name the Lord Jesus Christ. So bland. One, one, one example yeah. of this would be at the, I think— in Florida, where you have you know this the the you know the whole Ron DeSantis the whole and, don't say yeah. gay thing, yeah. Um, you know, of course, it's all overblown by the by the leftists. But at the same time, um, what we need to have in place is a commitment by Florida to teach elementary students that yeah. God made them male and female, That's right, in His image, and that marriage is between one man and one woman. Yeah, yeah. Not don't say anything. Yeah, right. right. I mean, right. Th I mean is... that's that. No, it's not silence. It's, it's not like you you, you there's. Um, Discipleship is inescapable. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Okay? And, and so either you're discipling into Christ, yeah. what Christ says in his word, male and female, he made them in That's his right. image, mm -hmm. and this is how you're fruitful, this is how society is built through the family, through yep. fruitfulness of children, yeah. or not. Yeah. And if you, but, if, but if you say, no, we're just not going to say anything, that means that you're saying that Jesus can't be there. Yeah. And there's be... always going to be some other God there. I mean, this is, I mean for, for decades when Christians left their kids in these secular public yeah, schools right. where they're not allowed to bring God into mm -hmm. it. The, the, the single greatest lie 
was that they could go all day long and talk about all these true, good, and beautiful things and not thank God for any of them. That's right. It was, it's illegal to thank God for them. Now, I know there's probably lots of schools where they do it and praise God for it, but technically speaking, that's the biggest lie. You can have math without Jesus. You can have history without Jesus. You can yeah. have photosynthesis without Jesus. You can have economics without Jesus. No, you can't. No, no, no. But well, that's that's the central lie, and that's that's a form of paganism. Well, now what they're telling you, you can't have math without social justice. So right. you're going to get one of the no, other. No, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like religion is completely inescapable. It, There's no neutrality. I got a question. Like, back, well, always, backstage portals. We're going backstage. Backstage. If you're I got single, a question. get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Cheers. Cheers to the king. Cheers. All right. Cheers to you too, Gabe. To you. Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. The season of Augustine and the season of Cassiodorus were very different moments in a crucial transformation that occurred in the history of the Western liberal arts. All right, so just stay like this. How, how am I doing here? So, yeah, you don't like you don't like this, huh? What does a Christian education look like when non-Christians are the ones who control the institutions of learning? This is a question that confronted Bishop Augustine of Hippo in North Africa in the fifth century AD. Augustine lived at the twilight of the Roman Empire. He himself had been trained with the best learning that Rome at that time had to offer. He himself actually came through the ranks and taught rhetoric in some of the best schools. And it was then, after he had come of age, that he converted to Christianity, but he wanted to continue the project of education, but this time for Christians. And so he had to confront the question, what does a Christian education look like when the unbelievers control the field? when they control the institutions, when the whole ap apparatus and curriculum of learning emerge from a pagan environment. And so Augustine wondered, what is it that Christians should jettison? What is it that Christians can embrace? What is it that Christians can adopt, but in modified form? These are the questions that Augustine confronted when he sought to educate Christians in an environment when unbelievers dominated the field. A century later, we see a man in the south of Italy named Cassiodorus who faced a very different educational landscape. He had to ask what did a Christian education look like in an environment where unbelievers had abandoned the project of education altogether. The in infrastructure of learning had entirely eroded. If education was to proceed at all, it had to proceed on the foundation of Christianity. The Christians had to be the ones preserving education. What does a Christian education look like when Christians are the ones forming the institutions, when Christians are the ones organizing the curriculum? Well, these two seasons in the history of education, the season of Augustine 
and the season of Cassiodorus, just 100 years apart, were very different moments in a crucial transformation that occurred in the history of the Western liberal arts. We're gonna be studying this story. We're going to be going back to the sources. We're going to go back to Augustine. We're gonna go back to Cassiodorus. We're gonna ask ourselves, which of their predicaments most resembles our own? Which can we learn from Augustine's period? What can we learn from Cassiodorus's period? As we confront these questions, we're gonna engage these sources, and we invite you to join us here at New St. Andrews College.